Welcome to the Did I Stutter Podcast. Did I Stutter? Episode 26? 27. 27. Oh, congratulations (laughs) to us. (laughs) Rolling right along. Uh, We got a great show for you today. And how you tune in and where you tune in and how long you tune in to, we always appreciate it. Uh, Per usual, you can catch us on social media at did I stutter on iTunes? Use the word podcast attached to that. Did I stutter podcast? SoundCloud, did I stutter? Uh, Twitter, did I stutter? And you'll see Jabari's nephew on there. If you're ever trying to figure out if it's the right show, it's Jabari's nephew in football pads with like an awkward face, right? Yeah, making a face it kind yeah. of saying, did I stutter? Yeah, exactly. Like, or why do you keep stuttering? <laughs> Uh, You can catch us individually on social media, Sean underscore Batia, B-H-A-T-I-A, and Jabari underscore Reynolds. And if you can't figure out how to spell Reynolds, don't Well, that's like the easiest easiest part of my name. name. Jabari, J-A-B-A-R-I. And with Did I Stutter, uh, especially on SoundCloud, that is question mark, exclamation, question mark. So... Instagram, it's just did I start a podcast. Cool. And uh, Jabari puts a lot of hilarious stuff on Instagram as far as clips from the show. So even if you're just casually listening or want something funny, he'll cut and paste something together and we'll get it going. Yeah, so definitely any SoundCloud guys that, you know, do not have our, or not follow us on Instagram, definitely check it out on Instagram and follow us there as well. And we got a good show for you today. We got, Excellent We show. got some really good headlines and... Last week, I know our show was more oriented because at the end of the day, we talk sports. Yeah. And we tried to incorporate some humor into it and personal opinions and what we see and what we hear. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, This show is a little more loaded. It's got more of a comedic feel to it. Uh, just based on the topics and headlines, but our topics like the, today. The, the feedback that we got from the last show was it was it was super kind of like analytical. Yeah, you but, know it yeah. was you know it was it, we had topics that we you know focused on okay cause and, and, and effect or try to figure out a solution you know right so you know wasn't too many like too many jokey jokes in there. No, and not every show is going to have that opportunity, but in this show, I believe the topics that we have for today and just some of the headlines is going to allow us to have a little more fun. So based on what you like and dislike, just let us know. But but not every show is going to be about humor. Some of these shows are just going to be about breaking down what is going on in sports and how the effects. Some people out there are like, wait, I'm I'm waiting for one of your shows to be about humor. They're like, wait, wait, no in. longer. <laughs> like, wait, this. And now that we hyped it up, it's going to be a, a tragic <laughs> fail. Um, we're going to talk about the national anthem in regards to the NFL and how the NBA just does it way better. Well, just just how it just I mean that's just a travesty on on. They understand levels. the pulse of society when the NFL is like the old stuffy man in the room telling you how it's supposed to be and not telling you why it's supposed to be this way. Like it's no explanation, NFL. Uh, we got a great game show for you today, um, and we have a village idiot. We actually had a tie for a village idiot, but we move one so, into headlines. Yeah, so we couldn't have two. We, we can't have two. You can't have off. like concurrently running village yeah. idiots, even though the opportunity was in front of us. So we're gonna move one of our village idiots into the village idiot, and we're gonna move one of our other quote-unquote idiots into the headlines, and uh, we will discuss that along with. Um, 
LeBron. Yeah, we, you know, just kind of touch on LeBron. We won't even have to touch it too long. Yeah, just, it's if you're watching like, the NBA playoffs, we'll, we'll touch it as long you're as watching it. as Tatum touched. Uh, what's his name's face to get him injured for Game Seven? Oh, Kevin Love. Yeah. Kevin Love has made a paper mache. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we're gonna talk about uh, that. The guy getting kicked out of his. Oh, are, are, did you miss that already? The, the thirty-year-old. Twenty-five. No, the thirty-year-old getting getting. What's living is. What's living oh, oh no, no, I haven't got to that. Yeah. So if you are actually watching and listening to the news, or if you're casual, uh, we can start with. Well, let's start with the NBA first. There was a game six played yesterday. It was LeBron and like a couple guys he picked up off the street and they hosted a game against Boston and LeBron's doing exactly what he's been doing the entire playoffs is not only carrying this team, he's carrying a franchise. And one other player ended up getting hurt. So we got Kevin Love that's that's Paper mache. Yeah, Kevin Love hurt. Kevin Love has also been ruled out. It's not an ESPN list. That's Kevin Love's body. No, yeah. We used to do that to list, but now we do that to Kevin now Love. Now we do it to Kevin yeah. Love. I actually like Kevin Love, but the guy literally is just Well, I used to so like hard Kevin to Love, watch him because he always gets hurt. But I mean, if you if you look at what he's brought to the table since being at Cleveland, I mean he's not really even been that that third person. So even when Kyrie was there, you really couldn't even count on Kevin Love to to you know be that that third option that they needed to be Golden State. We all know that they did be Golden State in 16, but why that happened, you know, because Draymond Green and everything, yeah. but but I mean his, his average for this series is only a little bit worse than what it was in in 16. So I mean this is really what we're coming to expect. So that's why I was, you know, really rocking with Boston's because again I was just saying that that they have more of that that team collective effort. If you look at, you know, Tatum and Rozier and uh, and Brown, you're gonna at least see two or three of those guys step up in each and every game. And Except I think on the road. That, except on the road, but even on the road, two or three of them stepped up. I think uh, uh, both Rozier and Brown had over 20, and then Tatum finally stepped up. But I think that Boston will end up taking it eventually in games. Well, let's see. It's speaking speaking of Boston, they haven't been in the finals since 2010. They are a paltry one in six on the road, but they haven't lost at home. So you're looking at a very Jekyll and Hyde team, and that's what you get with a young squad. They, they play better at home, just like Cleveland plays better at home because their role players have more uh, energy. You sleep in your own bed. You have your own routine when you're at home. And it and it and and this has shown, the only guy that's producing on both sides is, a, I mean, is fabulously, LeBron. you know, game in and game out, except obviously for, for game one, yeah, is, is LeBron. I mean, you know, those, those two threes that he hit, towards the end of the game yesterday from the same exact spot, that same little step back from literally from downtown Cleveland. If you look at it on the floor, he hit it from the same exact building, right? Yeah. So you know he practices that, that that particular shot. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, a guy gets 45, you know, well, just kind of Well, he went for 46. He's averaging oh, 33.2 points a game. Seventh 40 game of, of the of Seventh the, uh, 40 player. game of the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're asking someone to do so much. And the problem that I have not the problem the issue i have is there's always a comparison you see on social media jordan kobe lebron kd whoever it is these guys they're putting up big points and lebron's hitting clutch shots but the problem is is that he goes away sometimes 
Like he well, wants I to think facilitate. That he gets, like, well, I, I think that he gets like, like kind of mentally. I don't think he gets like physically too exhausted, even though he does, right? But I think he gets more mentally exhausted more than anything. Because you know, I looked at it in game. It wasn't game six. It was it was, it was game five. Uh, you know, some of the passes and some of the mistakes that he made. It wasn't because he couldn't physically get the ball there. It was just more mental. And I've noticed that on a lot of times when LeBron does make those turnovers, whether he's complaining about, you know, his teammate not being there or he's mad at himself, he doesn't really get back on defense, right? So now you got No, this. he's also taking time to rest, but it looks like he's complaining. But well, he's no, also, he is complaining. No, but, it, but it, it's like a smart way to complain, right? I'm resting while I'm complaining so I can get the call on the other side later. Or, but also kind of get, get some breaths as well because, you know, he's... he's, he's I mean, tired, he's... But. He's, he's playing um, almost every part of the game, and he's playing, and you saw him beat his chest after that second three is because he realizes, and that fan base realizes, and that city realizes that he is everything. If LeBron leaves, and most people and most pundits, quote-unquote, think he will, it's going to be... Which he is leaving, which, gonna, but, but okay. It's going to so, be Kevin Love's team. It's got to be, because how much you pay this guy? Who's going to take Kevin Love? Who's going to take that 20-plus million-dollar yeah, contract? Yeah, million he's making. Who's taking that? Nobody. No. So, do you think it's better for him to make it to the to the finals and, you know, lose? I don't think they'll get swept, but, you know, lose in five or six or whatever like that. Sweet, maybe. Or just go out right now and not make it to that finals, because then it's not like guys like Skip Bayless and these LeBron haters and whatever will say, oh, now you're only, you know, four and nine. Because at that point, he'll be four and nine, right? So yeah. so is it better to not I'm, make it at all? I'm kind of torn because last time he didn't make it and he did lose in the garden, he ended up going to Miami. So there is, so, so we've seen this before. Because th there will be a game seven. They did win. And we might see him take his jersey off again if they lose. And he might make a new home, whether it's in LA, whether it's somewhere else. If you just think about it for real. But it, to answer your question... Is, I think it's better that he doesn't get there, but he puts a Herculean effort in Game 7. Okay, okay. And he walks off the parquet floor. Oh, they don't even have the parquet floor anymore. That's the old garden. Yeah. And and, and, and to not really get too far down the, the LeBron rabbit hole, as we always do, I mean, just, just looking at everything, it does not make sense for him to come back to Cleveland because they can't even... They're field. strapped with really bad contracts exactly. going forward. And who are they going to be able to bring in or get rid of in order to help them out? Nobody. No. Okay. All right. So that was that. Uh, game seven. Tune in. Obviously, it'll be uh, dramatic or just another blowout. But for the record, <laughs> for the record. Boston's winning that, by the way, again. LeBron has won five straight game sevens. Okay. Just, well, just a tidbit. Okay. Well, okay. He's not winning this one. Recommends me broken. All right. And also uh, with with Houston, just just real quick, to touch on Houston and Golden State. Uh, you know, I, I I predicted we can go back and play several clips of me saying that not only even before the playoffs started, if Houston got home court advantage, that that was their best chance of winning against Golden State. They've proven in the last couple games that um, that the defense is the way to do it. So what have they done? They've held Golden State under 100 points. Okay. And again, if you look at the last two games. Even though they're not, you know, doubling the amount of three-pointers that Golden State is taking, they're still winning the, 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 the three-point battle in those games. And you cannot tell me, especially against Golden State, and when you're when you built your team to mimic Golden State and beat them at their own game, you cannot tell me that that does not play a factor into your wins. It better play a factor if that's what you 
are doing this for, right? So if you look at it, even in 2016, when Golden State lost to Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah. They hit 96 three-pointers. Cleveland hit 66, right? It yeah. was it was like a 30, right? So don't so you can't tell me that three-pointers aren't because they still beat them getting beat by, you know what I'm saying? So the point that I'm trying to make is that this is how Houston built their team is to beat Golden State this And Daryl Morey has already come out and Daryl Morey is the Houston GM and he said we built our team to beat to potentially beat Houston, just like for in the NFL, for years it was Indianapolis. Oh yeah, thanks. Indianapolis constructed their team to beat the Patriots. Sure, like that was their only goal in mind, and so now Houston has the opportunity. But here's the thing: Houston's without Chris Paul, and they are fifteen only and nine. Game six. Only for well, maybe game seven. We'll see. He's fifth. Houston Rockets were fifty and eight with Chris Paul. They're fifteen and nine without Chris Paul, and they're twelve and a half point dogs tonight at Golden State. So safe to a Assuming that Golden State wins, then they they're also losing get game what six they anyway. Want. Yeah, they're, they're losing game six anyway. So so Sunday is, is the important game. Um, and if you look at, at, at the defense to the Houston's playing, it's not just about that the three pointers that they're making. It's the defense that, that 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 they're playing right now. You know, they're getting in lanes. They're getting steals. If Golden State Ariza, is also playing a very selfish brand of basketball. They're they're playing hero ball, but they're not at the same time. Like guys are getting their points. Steph's getting his points. Clay's getting his points. Durant's getting his points. Draymond's getting his rebounds. However, if you watch it, it's a lot of like one-on-one individual matchup ball. Well, and that's because what of got Kevin me thinking, Durant. Well, okay. and, and, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of pressure on Durant. And in the semis against the Pelicans, they had a 54.2% pass to make. Like, okay, so an assist, assist to, shot. Yeah, assist, sure. assist, assist yeah. to make. Assist to make. Yeah. In this series, they're only getting 35.4% mm-hmm. as far as They're not moving the ball as much. And they're not. So they're playing a lot of individual Steve ball. Steve Kerr was actually seen yelling at Durant in the last game, telling him to move the... He actually asked him before the game to, hey, Durant, Kevin, hey, Kevin, can, can we move the ball a little bit early in the shot clock? Can we move a little bit early in the shot clock? Yeah. And then at a point in the game, you can see it in the, in, in the background where Steve Kerr is, is, is like literally pleading, yelling. Durant, Kevin, move the ball, pass, pass, right? So, I mean, it's something that that they know that they have to do, but that's Golden State's offense. And, and I think what, what Durant needs to do, if he really want, like, forget all the numbers and everything, really what, what you need to be is that wing player. You need to fit into what Golden State was doing before versus Golden State have to fit into what Kevin Durant does, right? Or kind of do both at the same time. So fit into that rotation that Golden State already had, that movement, that Besides the three pointers that that, that 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 they have, right? They move the ball beautifully. They have a great offense, right? So fit into that and be that slasher in that offense. But he wants to play, you know. Yeah, and that comes back with just having too many guys and only one ball, right? Yeah. All right. So we probably went a little longer on that one for a headline, but anyways, that was just a recap of what we've been seeing. And again, uh, predicting Houston's gonna pull it out game seven. They're gonna. You know, keep them uh, under 105. I'll say 105. All right. So there's the NBA. And and that's not the sound I was looking for. <laughs> uh, so I was actually browsing through the interweb, mm-hmm. not the dark web, as per, per usual. And I came across something I thought was really interesting. And a lot of you might have probably seen it. Did you hear about this guy in New York whose parents sued him? 
No. Okay. My friend Michael Rotondo, who's really not my friend, is 30 years old. He has no job. He hasn't had a job for eight years. He doesn't even do household chores. His parents sued him to get kicked out of his own house or his parents' house. And so I thought that was kind of interesting because Wait, he's how old? He's 30 and he lives at home. 30 lives at home. Down by the river. Okay, so his parents took it to the point of suing him to get him out. Exactly. So like his friends would come over and it would be like well, that would be break I guess it wouldn't be breaking news because everyone's going to his house. But it would be like kind of like this. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey ma, can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> yes. So friends come over. And so just, friends come over. Yeah. The meatloaf. We want it now. Exactly. Just like yelling at his mom in the background. His parents actually offered him eleven hundred dollars to find his own place, and but he listen. But how long do you? How long do you like? How long do you ask him before it gets to the point where you sue him? Like how long have they? What since he was like twenty five? Like hey man, you need to like need dropping like, hints since twenty five. Maybe yeah, going like hey, that trash doesn't take itself out. <laughs> It does if you take it out, mom, dad. Wait, uh, what, uh what's the guy's name again? Brian? What is it? Sean? Michael Rotondo. Oh, Michael. So, my, hey, hey, Mike, uh, can you stop putting your name on this orange juice? <laughs> it's, 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 it's the family orange. You haven't juice. paid for it, Mike. <laughs> you haven't worked in eight years, Mike. Get out, Mike. You <laughs> start paying for it. So they they offered him eleven hundred. Eleven hundred dollars to find his own place, and that's reasonable. But he has no job. Clearly, he has no ambition. So how old is too old to live at home? Like I, I left home at 18 personally. Okay. I left at 22. Okay. Which was kind of like bordering on the- on I some. feel like right around 22, 23 is like, come on, man, go yeah. out there and create your own life. Sure. Don't live in a live in your parents' basement or whatever it is. Yeah. So that so, was- uh, But it, it was, it was, uh, now did, did, did he take the money or did he? No, he lost in court. His parents kicked him out of the house, and he's probably living in a van down by the river. It probably takes like sheriffs like ninety days to get him out. Like he probably has some kind of oh, rights. there's probably like they some like renters like, like squatting thing you can do. Like California, <laughs> like, like, you out. have ninety days. Yeah, yeah, to squat. So it's like okay, have you ever like walked past somebody's apartment and it has like that embarrassing notice on it? Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like the, like yeah. the you know like the sheriffs are coming. Like, I'm glad get I was out mine, or but Yes. But, like, so, so could you imagine if like they put that on like, his bedroom door? On his door? At yeah. His bedroom door. It's just, Signed by the judge and all. It's just like, right? It's like, hey, uh, your property will be confiscated and we, we will pay or we will charge yeah. you for storage. You know, going back to that, what wedding crashers clip is like, I wonder what she's doing in there. Like, he's always, he's talking to uh, Owen Wilson. He's like, no, we will fair He's like, yeah, before he gets to that, he's like, yeah, he's like, I wonder what she's doing in what there. She doing she's, back there. She's on the phone with a lawyer. You she's on the phone back there. She's just plotting schemes, trying to get you out of her house. That's what she's doing. Man. Michael, grow up. All right. So that's headline number two. And um, so in the episode that we recorded, the greatest episode ever made ne that was never put greatest to air. Greatest episode never heard. Chris episode never heard. Uh, we talked briefly, actually, we talked in length about the Washington Redskins, and there was a, a you know sex scandal and going on with the mm -hmm. boats. And, and outside of that, like basically the, the the synopsis of that story was that the guys involved were disgusting, uh, you know, men in power doing disgusting men in power things. Yes, but as always, we we tried to find something that we can 
not not necessarily bandage bandage the situation, like but this. there are like more less. There is humor in a lot of things. You just have to go past the surface level to find the humor. Sure. So we looked up some different sex scandals, and you've got Mal- Marv Albert, who you know. Oh. We really gotta like move that back and forth. <laughs> so you got Marv Albert, who like tried to like tell a you know he bit prostitutes, and you know, and then he tried to like you know, he had invite one who was like invite a girl to the hotel, but to help him, quote unquote. Can you help me send a fax? S- send me a fax. The foul's on you, Marv. <laughs> the foul's on you. The foul's on you. But we got to one that was really interesting, and this happened in 1972-73. Uh, it was the New York Yankees, and Jabari and I were kind of like chatting about it. And in, so the 1972, you know, the 70s, carefree, you know, Woodstock, all that stuff. Sure. You know, you got Watergate. You got some uh, interesting things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And this may be like the you know weirdest story. Never, I, I didn't even think about it until you use that. Use that word right there, carefree. I think that's that's that like the, sums that, up this that story. Sums up this entire story. One hundred percent. And in that in that era, just like you said, like Woodstock and you know, like the late sixties, free love, 70s, and yeah. in this case, they were just yeah, they, free they, they, families and stuff. <laughs> uh, and and what could be like one of the weird things you'll ever hear is in 1972, a pair of pitchers. Mike Kekic and Fritz Peterson, they swapped families. What do you mean families? Like like wife and kids. But like to go back and try to figure out how that even came about. Can you imagine that casual? Like how does that conversation go? Hmm, Well, I mean, first of all, it's 1972. So you imagine like birds chirping, right? There's like this is like wife swap before wife swap. This is the original unedited live version of wife swap so let, let, i mean we, we have to kind of like how 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 does that go so you know me, me, me and sean were kind of thinking about it in our head and we just kind of you gotta have like i mean you can't lead with that right no you no. have to like like kind of work your way into a conversation just like that work your way into it okay yeah. so you know so, may, so, so the so, birds so, are so chirping they're, like they're, they are now yeah so, so maybe they're, they're sitting around they're in the dugout maybe they're watching yeah. some some guys out there in the and field he's like hey man those are some great jeans you got today that I saw before you put your uniform on. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, Wrangler, well, all bucks. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, I, th- I thought I was supposed to, like, you're the one guy and I'm the oh, other okay, guy. Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so do you want to be Fritz or do you want to be Mike? Yeah, uh, you look more like a Fritz. Oh, that is messed up, man. That <laughs> you is like a, that, like that's a messed Fritz up. to me. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you. All right. So, das uh, Fritz? <laughs> so do I have to be like in an accent? No, you don't got to do an oh, accent. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Okay, okay. I could be do it. Sean and Fritz's body. There okay. we go. All right. So they're, they're just sitting around the dugout just uh, talking. Stuff. Hey, Mike. Hey, man. How you doing, Fritz? I'm really good, man. Uh, that Watergate stuff's pretty crazy, isn't it? That is pretty crazy. You know, Watergate, whole thing. I saw on the news there. I mean, I think he'll get off, though. I mean, that's, that's, that's you know... He looks pretty trustworthy. He's got a trustworthy under, face. He has a trustworthy face. I saw him talking about him not being a crook. You know, that's pretty much enough yeah. for me. I yeah. can't see any scenario going forward. I can't forward see any scenario where, where he would he, be impeached or like you or know any sort of recordings or or recordings <laughs> dropping at all. Right. So that's that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, see that the battle of the sexes. There's a battle of sexes thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, Billy Jean King, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, I a, hope a she guy wins. Yeah, guy versus gal. Yeah. I mean, it's 1972, so I believe that we are superior. 
Yeah, because we're men, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, and, 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 and we wear Wrangler jeans. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Wrangler jeans, mine cost twelve dollars. Oh yeah, went to the store and spent like one hundred fifty bucks. Got a whole, got a whole rack. <laughs> got a whole rack of Wranglers. Yeah, I mean, average income's what. Eleven thousand four hundred dollars. Well, I mean, ours is way more than that. Ours we're is more because players, we're baseball players. Yes, yeah, we were Wranglers. But did you hear about this uh, whole uh, British and Ireland, or uh, Britain, Ireland, and Denmark? I think they joined the EEC. That yeah. sounds like a very strong union. Okay, this is seventy-three. Sounds like a very strong international union that will never break up. Okay? No, I can't I, see a scenario where they would break up. I can't never see I a love scenario where you know maybe like a you know uh, overreaction to xenophobic stuff that's going on at the time period caused them to make a knee-jerk you know pull out and they name it something dumb like Brexit, right? They yeah, would no, never no. do that. That could never happen. That would never happen. Um, oh, I, I, I have some friends. I have some friends. Uh, down the street, the Lewinsky's. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, the Lewinsky's. They, they, they just had a baby. That sounds like a name with no scandal attached they, to oh, it. Oh, never. <laughs> That's they, a nice Jewish or Turkish name. Uh, or Italian? Yeah, something. Anyways, they had a little baby named no, Monica. Polish, right? Polish, yes. Polish, okay. Because they, they are from Poland. I should yes. know this because they're my neighbors. Yes. And you, in being a good neighbor, you asked questions about <laughs> their lives. Of course. Anyways, they had, had a baby girl. Her name is Monica. She's... That's a strong darling. name. That's a strong that name. That name has nothing to do with cigars and or the White House. Or getting stains on dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly trying to topple a president in the really good economic era. No, she, she'll be fine. She's I'm sure good. she is, yeah. But anyways, you know, you know who's hot? Who? Your wife. Really? Was oh, that inappropriate? My name is Fritz, so nothing <laughs> is inappropriate. And I don't think this is an inappropriate conversation, but you know what I don't like? <laughs> What? My wife. Really? Yeah. You know who likes you a lot? Who? My kids. Your kids are great. I really like your kids. Really? Yeah. What? I don't I, I don't particularly care for mine, but yours seem like they're really good. I actually like your kids. What do you, you like about them? The little one, you know, he's... They, uh, he's... they, they tend to soil themselves on, <laughs> okay. on like a daily basis, and I'm kind of over it. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. But I like your wife, too. She oh, seems whoa. nice. Yeah. What, what is it Mary? He is Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, she's I, not, I, not that she... very married to be married to, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, I have an idea. Mm. Do you want to maybe swap? What, go on vacation? Oh. Oh. No, 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 go ahead. Why, <laughs> why don't you go first? <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say go on vacation, but you guys are going to swap. I was thinking maybe we wars? like forget the vacation part, okay. and I'll take your family, and you take mine. Whoa. There's nothing wrong in that, well, you're right? Taking the, take, you're taking the kids too, right? Like, you're not like just we're taking... just full on swiping your family, my family, my house, your house, your car, my car. Deal. Done. <laughs> okay. All right. So is, is, that, is that how that went? Like, I mean, is that... So that's kind of like in my head the way we think it is. But I'll give you the backstory on this one because this did actually did happen. Yankee pitchers Mike Kekich and Fritz Peterson swapped families in 1973. Oh, you want to put the other music back on? Yeah, yeah. So we can go back to being normal? Okay. And like for real, they made an off-season swap to not only trade wives, children, and homes. So Jabari's character, or it didn't work out for Jabari's character. The deal worked out for for my character, Fritz Peterson, who to this day is still married to Kellich's ex. Or Kekich. So Kekich, on the this? other hand, lost touch on the mound and stayed with Peterson's former wife for less than a year 
And let this be a lesson to anybody out there. Just don't talk about your families and wives and offer to swap them up yeah, during a bullpen session. Exactly. So. I mean, if, you're, if your wife's going to leave you for your teammate, just let it happen in the normal way, bro. Yeah, you know? let it be, like, more organic. Yeah, you know, just when, you know, she comes over or, like, when they come over, you know, to watch, like, the game or for Thanksgiving and then, like, then they you just find them making out in the kitchen. <laughs> they just stay. <laughs> you find them making out in the mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, passionate love making over milk. Yeah. All I'm right. going to run to the kitchen. Uh, Frank, would you mind helping me? In the- hey, Fritz. <laughs> Come help me in the kitchen. Yeah. Do it normally, <laughs> folks. All right, so that's headlines. And um, hopefully you found a little humor in that because Lord knows that we found humor in that. Uh, Again, some a little more serious. And, and and so now we'll get to the meat and potatoes of this. Speaking of potatoes in the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, the NFL came out. NFL came out with a rule. And the NFL is really good about making rules that are head scratching, don't make sense, very stuffy and reactionary with absolutely nothing to offer as far as explanation is concerned. The NFL came out with a rule. If you are going to be on the field and you kneel or anywhere protest any shape or form, of the national anthem your team will be fined if you want to protest your only protest you can do is if you stay in the locker room and then you are absolved from coming outside and incurring a fine however you cannot make a stand it's literally you in the locker room maybe having to go like like instagram live or any sort of social media and then making your stand that way and there's been a lot of backlash which, with little they'll, explanation they'll behind cut, it. Which, which I'm guessing that now that you mentioned that, certain teams will probably cut that out as well, right? So if a certain guy is in the locker room doing the, you know, hey, I'm I'm not going to come out until the anthem is done. I'm going to be in here doing this Snapchat or I'm, I'm on Instagram. Trust me, that only lasts about a week or two for the teams themselves shut that down but anyways go ahead and finish explaining because i'm when when i get into this i'm probably not going to stop because i have like vetted interest in this entire topic but go ahead no i understand where you're coming from and where a lot of people are coming from is that all teams and league personnel on the field have to stand during the national anthem and if you don't want to stand you have to go to the locker rooms teams will be fined and the commissioner in this case roger cadell can discipline any league personnel for violating this policy. So it just says stand. That's the only... Stand. You can't put your hand up. You can't put... You you can't kneel. No, no, no. No, but does it say you can't put your hand up? Or does it say... Like, is the only stipulation you have to stand? It says if you're on the field, you have to stand. That's it. So if I want to, I can put both hands up. And that's a fine. Why? Because it goes against what the NFL's regulation on the topic but is. But what I'm saying is that I don't I think that they actually... understand what you're saying, but... No, the, no, no, no. Like, if you dive deeper into it, you cannot make any gestures. Oh, okay. So so they they specifically put that in there. Yes. Okay, okay. Which which makes sense because uh, you would think that well, going through gonna, everything logically, they would think, hey, we don't want, you know... Anything. Fist in the hair or whatever. But if you want to, you can go into the um, well, not locker if you want room. Want to? No, it. you can stay in the locker room and 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 not and not to come out. So, <clears throat> and this is Anyways. where the NFL gets it wrong. The NBA does it way smarter and way better. They empower their players, while the NFL is like Colonel Sanders. Except well, <laughs> number one, they felt like this was something that they had to address, right? Like they had to address it 
They wanted to address it before the season started because they did not want to have anything kind of lingering over. And I believe that the drop off in ratings was, was it like 9%? Like a 9% decrease? I think it's it, also an oversaturation of the product. Uh, look, look at it for me because it was, it was either 9 or 18%, which is a huge difference. But I want to make sure that, 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 okay. that, that I'm correct on these because it's important. But anyways, um, so in terms of when I, I heard this, you know, my first reaction was obviously, okay, okay, well, they don't want the whole Trump effect, right? Like, they don't want to go into the season and then have something coming up economically or wherever to where, you know, Trump uses the NFL as this little scapegoat to talk mess about and say, hey, okay, now focus on this. So they didn't want the kneeling, like him to, them to be in the season and then to be like, oh, can you believe these guys are still kneeling? Can you believe they haven't taken care of it yet, right? So they knew that they had to do something. But this, this is ridiculous because you're not even addressing the problem or the situation. What you're basically saying is that we don't want to see it. We don't want to see it. So we don't want to see you. We don't care about what you're, protest, you're, you're, you're protesting about or, or, or the issues or the social issues, whatever. We don't want to see it. Stay in the locker room and don't come out until, you know, we have the national anthem is over. And actually, I didn't even know this before, but did you know that the teams used to not come out while the national anthem was playing? Like the team, like it, it was just uh, like last, like I'm um, maybe 10 years where the team started actually joining on the sidelines when the national anthem was playing. So yeah. there was a time period where everybody stayed in the locker room. Okay. Yeah. So. The whole point is, and and why people are, you know, going to be deeply hurt in terms of 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 you know, like their their, their feelings, or if you want to put it that way, is the fact that you're basically saying we don't care about your 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 protest. We don't want to see it. Stay we don't care what room. matters to we you. We don't care what what matters to you or anything. So, what are you doing? I have a huge cramp in my in my leg right now. Like I'm not even joking. That's why I'm standing. Okay. Like it is awfully painful. But can you like do something with like stretch out on the back or something, or I don't know, like lift your leg up or something? I'm I'm doing everything I can right now while still functionally hosting this show with oh, you. Okay. Well, yeah, doing too much hosting. I'm doing a lot of talking right now. But anyways, I'm letting you talk okay, because yeah. I really need to get this cramp out of my yeah. leg. Um, but it, it it feels also too like a a employer employee relationship versus a partnership which all sports are okay and especially with the nfl the nfl owners do kind of come on like this high horse like hey we we put on this platform we're the ones that provide this platform for you guys to come and show all your talent showcase what have you behind you is another crop of college kids high school kids that are becoming next so we're going to replace you in three to four years anyway that's really to sum it up the nfl's kind of like mindset right like we have more coming after you we provide the platform just be grateful that you're here we yeah, hear a lot of that just you're be allowed grateful. just be grateful right that you're here yeah okay so my whole thing is that i think that if the i think the nfl needs to be reminded that this is a partnership that you would not be able to construct this platform if you did not have these phenomenal athletes to play in this in this platform, right? Or maybe they would do something on their own and create their own league or whatever. But hey, 
you would not be able to build multi-billion dollar stadiums, Mr. Jones. Yes. If it wasn't for these guys bringing in multi-billions of dollars for you each and every year, 10 years or whatever, and your projections for the next 10 years, which is why you build this stuff, right? So if you look at the percentage of African-Americans in the league, it's 70%. 70% of the league is African-Americans as of, I believe it was 2016, 17 from a, a Huffington Post uh, article. The problem is, is that you're not going to get 100% of that 70% to see the same way. Because even though we're all talking about the same issue, African-Americans, black people, we're not monolithic we're not the same right yeah so you're gonna have well you're looking at it through a different periscope than a lot of the nba owners i mean nba nfl owners are because the nfl owners are predominantly what what race white exactly caucasian yeah, yeah. some sort of yeah, like yeah, sure. descent so sure. they haven't had to deal with the same issues socially that african-american people have had to deal with and even re referencing our little headline familiar in the 70s like this isn't something that's just been like happening and then it's stopped and then it's rehappening again i mean this has been an ongoing battle we're, we're, we're just in a climate now in the world where we have the courage to like stand up for ourselves to stand up for a cause well, when the have, nfl is squashing is saying yeah no you can't you can't have an opinion if you're going to play in our league if you're going to have an opinion then you have to keep it in the locker room and well, you have to keep it silent. And you have to keep it silent. But the NBA it's affecting is our way bottom different line. Than that. Well, because it's, it's affecting, affecting our, our bottom, bottom line. That, yes. That's the only thing that, that, that they're a caring seven about. billion dollar which, company. Which, which again, but but again, if you're losing nine nine percent, ten percent, I kind of understand that. But look, just 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 getting back to to, to the to the seventy percent point. Okay, right. So you're talking about seventy percent. You're not gonna get a hundred percent of that seventy percent to basically kind of be like, okay, we're on the same page because you're gonna get some people that are either not gonna be socially aware, or or, or, or active, or just like not have like that mindset, right? And you're gonna have some people who just financially are not gonna be able to relate. Well, well, not even relate, but but do a protest. Because what I'm talking about is a pro. The reason I'm bringing up the seventy percent is a protest, right? So. Yeah. So let's say you have a 52-man roster, okay? okay. Yep. 70% of that would be 30-plus people, so you're left with 15 people on the roster. What I'm saying with, with, with the whole percentages is, is if you can get at least 50 to 60% of that 70% to stay in the locker room for good, we're not coming out. Week one, week two, that 50% may go up to 55%, a few more people, week three. What I'm saying is, show these owners that hey listen this is what happens when you say that hey you think that you that you own this league and that, and that we should be grateful this is a partnership again this is not just an employee employer it's a partnership it's guess not what a dictatorship it's not a dictator you cannot do this without us and we'll show you so what are they going to do are they going to bring in practice squad guys are they going to bring in they're going to bring in keanu reeves they're going to bring in keanu from, reeves from the replacements and some players <laughs> right and they're rated so watch this would you rather be down nine or ten percent of your profits or down 50 percent of your profits down 75 because that's what's going to happen if but you have to have that mindset and you have to have these players and i think that that the nfl is kind of pushing these guys to react in a way that's, that you might see something like that happen. Yeah, again, you'll if you see look more at the numbers. pushback 
if you look at the numbers, it doesn't have to be all of them. It has to be 50. It start off with, and here's a th good, the good thing too, is because I'm not even saying all the African-American players, other players, we, we, we saw Chris Long step up. No, We've seen yeah, other players. There is crossover effects for there cause. There is crossover. So even if and we that don't goes have with any cause. The, yeah, exactly. So even if we don't have all the African-American players, we will get some of the other players joining with us. Yeah. And when those guys start to do it, and I'm telling you, when guys start staying in the locker room for good, Sean, if you see guys start staying in the locker room for good, that's when I think these guys are going to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe we should rethink this. But here's the thing. If their ratings go back up, they're not going to – then, like, where do you find that win? That's what I'm, I I, I want to see also. I actually want to see this, this year everything stay the exact same. That, hey, you know what? They stay in the locker room. They come out. I want to see what the difference in ratings are going to be this time next year and see if that was the actual cause right because you have to figure that a lot of these people too that have stopped watching the nfl have stopped watching it because of that colin kaepernick right it's not because well it's not even Connor, it, it, no no what kaepernick I'm is, anymore it's, it's colin a variety of guys is, what i'm saying is not because colin kaepernick is kneeling it's because of the backlash he's getting from kneeling right and, yeah. and so there are people that are supporting him that are not watching the NFL because of that reason. So here's, there is that faction. So so if, if your ratings stay the same in terms of dipping this time next year as last year, then now what are you going to blame it on? That's my question. Yeah. And, and I'm also saying time will that tell if they that, band but together. If, if, the, if, if the NFL wants to be smart, they'll take a page out of, and like as, as you alluded to, a partnership. The NBA is great about allowing social injustices or any sort of wrongings in any community of every any religion or background. Adam Silver implores his I mean I don't think he appreciate I don't think he wants to deal with the backlash but he doesn't tell his players no. What he tells his players is if you're going to make this stand you answer the questions afterwards because I'm not going to eat the bullets for you whether you are right or wrong. In the NFL, they just keep saying, I'm Roger Goodell, I'm the commissioner, this is the shield, and we're done. And there is no and there, there is no wiggle room in between there. The it's NBA you guys the NBA says doesn't matter. You, you wear what you want, say what you want, but whatever you're gonna do, you have to be able to back it up because I'm not gonna answer questions for you on this on this on this behalf. Well, I mean, but it's it's also too how the how the collective bargaining was put in and the players association. Uh, NBA versus NFL. Also, the Players Association was not aware of this decision or of this rule before it came out, and they immediately challenged it five hours later. Okay, yep. the way that it was portrayed in the media was that it was a unanimous vote by 32 uh, owners, owners, and it came out a couple of days later that it wasn't. It was this. Well, there's also up, the Jets know, owner Christopher. I forget his name off the top of my head. He said he will pay for any fines. So, so, so he's already kind of like he, opting out. He, he's the, already the, on the, the other the, side the, of this. The now. 49ers guy said that he did not vote for. Jed York. So, so you're gonna see a lot of other owners come out before the season starts that are gonna that, that you're gonna find out that did not raise who their voted hand. and who didn't and vote. who didn't. And I, I promise you, that's gonna make players feel a certain way. That is going to make a player feel. If, if, well, if that also team, could be attractive to free agents. Sure, but if I was on a team that my that my owner that the owner of my team either raised his hand or didn't raise his hand, I promise that that, that, that would make me feel a certain way. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is that you're having this. And again, I was I was thinking about this before I knew that it wasn't like a unanimous thing. But you are having this vote with no 
people, no men, no women of color in the room in terms of all 32 owners are white, except 30, for one. 31. 31, except for Khan. Uh, no, no, for, no, no, for no. 30, because the Green Bay Packers aren't owned by one individual person. They're owned by the city. Okay, well, we're not talking about that. But what, what I'm saying well, is... Well, you, what I'm you, saying like, is that, so like, you you, so now you have 30 voters... None of whom and, are of color is what and, I'm saying. Exactly. And how many of them did actually vote, though? Right? It, it, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. um, you know, it's, it's just it's It just, just depends on what around. side of the, and, of and the I, issue you're on. And I just think that, I just think that it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen, not only before the season starts, but also once the season starts. But also once the season starts, uh, what's going to happen in, in, those, in those first couple weeks and how the players are going to respond. Okay. All right. Um, so that's, just, I mean, that's a topic we could probably talk about for hours and most likely it's something that we can revisit in the future as uh, Jabari wants to, you know, look at and see how it goes. And whether you're on one side or the other, the thing is taking away someone's opinion and someone's option to have an opinion is, to me, it's a little like just, it's idiotic. So the I mean, NFL, I feel like, made another it's, it's idiotic wrong, move. It's wrong and it's un-American. And they made this knee-jerk reaction to because they didn't want... Um, because they because they didn't want assuming, some stuffy maybe NASCAR fans or something to think unpatriotic. Listen, but but they're also they're they're also assuming that this is the cause of something that happened when I don't think that there's been enough research to actually prove that that was the cause. They also don't want again. They're period. They're they're folding to Trump. They're, they're folding to the the Trump thing, and they don't want him to be able to attack them in that way once the season starts. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you. It's going to be interesting when the players finally turn this back around and make them realize this is the partnership, not an employee-employee relationship, period. Yep. Okay. Um, um, so that's that's that topic. Yeah, that's, that's the... Hey, so now moving on to something more fun. And so it's something a little more on the lighter side. <laughs> Upbeat. Up we got a game beat. show for you today. Uh, Jabari and I are always on the web and reading and trying to figure out little things that we can do to, to be entertaining. Uh ESPN came out with a list, and Jabari is <laughs> hates lists. Notoriously, no, 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 notoriously hates lists. Hates lists. But what we did come out with is it came out with a list of the top 100 endorsement influential players in the world. Actually, it was just the top. It was like the the most, I guess, like the most famous athletes that, that like they were saying worldwide. But what they were basically ranking it on was. Uh, some like some kind of like social media score. endorsements. Yes, yeah, like, like, yeah, like uh, their their social media following, endorsement deals, and it was like something rank. It's like a peer rankers or something like that. But anyways, you, you can find it on ESPN. What's fascinating about a, a lot of these picks, because it's worldwide, you have a lot of what. You you've got like four guys. You got a lot of soccer players, right? You got four guys from like India's cricket team. But on you got there. cricket, yeah, cricket guys players. There. And how many hockey players have we got on that and list? There is not one hockey player one on the top 100 list. So I found that to be really humorous because you look at guys like Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, uh, a lot of the faces of this particular sport in hockey to not hit the the, the top 100 was perplexing. So and and not perplex because of the guys that made it as well. Because you get like tennis people on there. You have. You know, cricket, which again, if you think of hockey, we're talking about three major sports. And then that's when, if you listen to our show, I've joked a lot when Sean says, 
oh yeah, like the like, like the what is it three or four the, the four the four major sports? I say, oh, you mean three? Yeah. And I joke like that because of because of this reason because you know worldwide nobody knows who hockey is except for I guess people. Well, over here I in actually Canada. thought worldwide it would have more of an influence because would, a lot of the players <laughs> of European descent, Canadian sure. descent, come and play Russian descent. Yeah. So we decided to say of how much these guys make and because we were we, we felt bad for hockey players because they have like long deals and they make like a lot of money but if you're breaking oh, it over, down yeah you make a lot of money over like 30 years so without further ado well, we're, okay, so, we're gonna so we play a game is we wanna we wanna wanna compare and contrast what uh, the different salaries are so before we, we we had a game show it was entertainers drug dealers and athletes right yeah so now we wanna do that same concept except we wanna do is this a hockey contract, an endorsement deal, or is it a Bitcoin millionaire? Okay, so, so uh, wait, hold on. So, uh, okay, so, so is this a is this a one year endorsement contract with an athlete, right? So just for one year, yep. okay. Or is this a a millionaire that Bitcoin made in th- those probably typically like over like two or three years, right? Like yeah. Big, okay. Uh, or is this a hockey contract? That I think the, the the amount of years that, that we looked was like seven or more. Seven or eight this years. Is yeah. seven, seven or more, more years. Hockey contract. Gotcha. Okay. So without further ado. All right. Let's do it. I'm ready. No, that's not the one you want. I think you want the other one. There, that's the one. All right. You want to get us started? Um, so so what you're gonna do is you you're gonna give me an amount. And you're going to tell me, is this a hockey contract, an endorsement, or a Bitcoin millionaire? Gotcha. Okay. $40 million a year. $40 million. $40 million sounds like... Sounds like an endorsement. Could be an endorsement. Um, I think that's a little bit low, hopefully, for a hockey contract. So... Could also be a Bitcoin guy. I'll say endorsement. Endorsement it is. Ronaldo makes forty point forty million dollars in endorsements a year. So Ronaldo makes forty million in endorsements. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'll give you another one. Sixty-two point four million dollars. Sixty-two point four. So this sounds like it could be an endorsement. It also sounds like it could be a Bitcoin guy. I'll say Bitcoin guy. Bitcoin guy. No, not Bitcoin. This is Rick Nash. He's a hockey player and he has signed a eight year, $62.4 million contract and he makes $7.8 million a year. Okay. All right. All right. Toss me a few. All right. Uh, What about fifty million? Fifty million. That's pretty. Right there. Right there in the center. Right in the middle, huh? It's like the Oreo right there, like the cream filling. (laughs) Um, God, a part of me wants to go uh, with a hockey contract, but I'm gonna go with Bitcoin. That's actually. Mickelson. Phil? Lefty is raking in 50 off of just endorsements. Shut 
up. I think that's that, that KPMG With like or no whatever. social media whatsoever. No, oh, yeah, he has like no followers. He has no followers on Twitter. He doesn't yeah. even socially do anything. Yeah. $50 million wow. a year. So whatever that KPMG that he wears or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. $50 million. $50 million. Phil just raking it in. Phil. Um, what about this one? What about a good... Let's go with... Let's see. You want to do last one? Yeah, do, do let, let's do two more, and then we'll get to the village idiot, and then okay. we'll wrap this up because my cramp is getting worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing here stretching and pounding I'm water. I'm going down. Okay, so how about... Okay, I think you gave it four. Okay, how about 30 million? 30 million sounds like an endorsement. 30 million is actually another pig, uh, Bitcoin guy. 30 million is Jared Kenna. Jared Kenna made 30 million off of Bitcoin in just, I uh, believe, uh, two years from 2016 to 2018. We are clearly in the wrong industry. Clearly in the wrong industry. Uh, shout out to also Dave Carlson because we probably won't get to him. Dave Carlson, 35 million checking in. He made $8 million a month in 2016. My God. Wait, wait, wait. wait but how many that, of these Bitcoin guys go to jail, though? There's, there's got to be something shady behind this. Okay, there, there, are, there are two guys that actually... Oh, there with, is two with, guys. Yeah, okay, two good. Guys all right, with, perfect. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> this isn't like everybody's making money. This is like some Wolf of Wall Street stuff going Sean's on like here. Somebody did go to Somebody's jail, Somebody's right? going to jail for That's this. That's like the most hater thing I heard you say, I think, probably. He's like, one person with it. Nobody's just Somebody's making all going this to money, jail. Right? I just watched, again, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to jail. There was like a 19-year-old I told you about that... that he had like a thousand dollars he got for his birthday, like in 2014. He put it in Bitcoin. Now he has like a couple million. Like yeah. 19 years old, and he was a 2.1 grade point average student in high school. Like Amazing. just straight. <laughs> I graduated with like a 3.57, and yeah. I and I and and, <laughs> and we're just sitting here making it happen. You know what I'm saying? And we're just, just and we're doing nothing. We don't have 50 million dollars in the bank. Fifty million dollars. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one here. Okay, uh, speaking of. FBI sentences and going to jail. Let's do 110 million. Okay, because you prefaced it that way, I'm going with Bitcoin because I made us think about Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. Now, actually, kind of fooled you on that one. I kind of went with the opposite direction. That is actually Shea, Shea Weber. Do you know that guy? Shea Weber. Shea Weber, okay. <laughs> You're lucky this song's on, or else I'd be hitting that crickets and try again sound over and over again. Right. Let's like rewind that so you don't have to hit it. There we go. <laughs> so Shea Weber checking in with 110, but that is over 14 years. Oh, God. The reason why I wanted to bring Shea up is because Ross Ulbrich, another Bitcoin millionaire, made $100 million in about two years. But what Ross was doing actually wound up putting him in jail for prison for life, right? So after Ross got put in prison for life, because what Ross was doing was allowing people to go and buy drugs on this like black market website using bitcoins. Amazing. And people were obviously you could you could imagine what was <laughs> that what dude's was, the ultimate drug dealer. Listen, listen. So you can only imagine what was happening, you know, if you put two and two together. So when the FBI, you know, took like you know, got him, indicted him, put him in prison, they took over all his bitcoins. So oh. now the FBI has $110 million worth of Bitcoin. And all the drugs. And all the drugs off the website. Wow, bravo. Yeah. yeah. Bravo. So, but the, but, but the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, again, Ross did that in two years. 
And Shay's going to take 14 years. Yeah, 14 years to <laughs> hopefully get that. Still not a bad life, I guess, right? Um, and, you know, like, kind of like we were saying, too, with some other ones. Uh, Patrice Bergen. Berger- Bergeron. Bergeron. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Patrice Bergeron. He's friends with Fritz. $55 million. It's going to take him eight years to do that $55 million. I'll never LeBron's see $55 like, million in my life. LeBron's like, eh, I'll do that in one year. Yeah, I'll take that in, in endorsements. Let's do that in 12 months real quick. My God. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of fun. That, so that's hockey contract, Bitcoin, or endorsement. <laughs> All right. Um, as we get closer to the show, I realize we are actually, uh, we went a little long today, but... Anyways, um, Village Idiot. We started the oh. show by saying we have two. We delivered one in headlines, and now we're going to deliver the real guy here in um, in the end of the show. Mm. Um, I don't know. Do you ever see those movies? And it's like, oh, yeah, like, it'd be so cool. Like, I'm like the old person, but I'm like going back to high school. You know? I'm going to shave my beard. Yeah. I'm going to go back to high like school. Drew Barrymore did a movie. I'm sure there's like a hundred and... 100,000 movies based on someone going back like 21 Jump Street, you know, whatever yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right? All right. So, I mean, most of this stuff, you'd be like, oh, this would never really happen, right? Because you've I mean, got administrators, you've got government records, like, you have you've got like a lot of ways to like fact check something. Yeah, you have, you have systems in place to prevent things from a fictional movie happening in real life. Yeah, and, and you have to think like, how would you even pull it off? Because you're just, you like... There's a difference between like a high school kid and a middle school kid and a high school kid and uh, like someone who's graduated college or something, right? Like yeah. you get in your mid-20s, you look different than you did at like 16, 17, 18. Yeah. 14, 13, right? Well, but this is how I know I'm getting old though is because I'm at that age now where I'm like, man, these high schoolers look older. I don't know how they're making these high... I don't know what they're feeding them. I don't know what they're drinking. Boy, these, these people sure look old nowadays in high school. But not and, this old. But not this old, okay? I mean, <laughs> not this old. So, if you ever want to go back to high school, you can go do this. You go to Skyline <laughs> High School in Dallas. <laughs> you ever want to? If you ever want to play Turn Back the Clock Night, Skyline High School in Dallas. This guy's name is Sidney Portley, okay? Sidney Portley registered at this high school. It said he was a he said he was a displaced student. From Katrina. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. From the hurricane. No, oh, that's what I was asking you. No, yeah. from Harvey. Oh, from Harvey. Okay, yeah, okay, Harvey. okay. Either way. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm an idiot. Anyways. Oh. Yeah. Try again. Yeah, I love it. Anyways, yeah. all right. So he claims to be a displaced individual, and he registers himself as uh, someone who wants to go black. And he wants to play high school basketball again. Uh-huh. So he shows up to the school. So he goes up and he says, I'm a displaced By himself, student. No, nope, no nope. parents, no uncle, no. No nothing, just, no yeah, nobody. Yeah. Just not even a government ID. And says, my name is Rashawn Richardson. Mm-hmm. And how old is he? Did you say that already? Well, Sydney is 25 okay. years old. Rashawn is 17. Gotcha. 17 years old. So, so he goes and lo and behold, he gets issued into class and he gets to play high school basketball. And... I think he started off at one school and then transferred. I yeah, think, he after. hit like a couple places in the Dallas, but yeah, where yeah. he finally got caught was Skyline High School in Dallas. And so I guess you want to go back and turn back the clock. And this dude <laughs> did for nine months. He turned back nine. the clock. He that was a 17 like year old. No, no, no. Like, no. Nine months, he kept this ruse up, right? This dude balled out. 
<laughs> he was voted the offensive player of the year in 11-5A district. He's just ducking over people, just like he averaged like face. 34 and 15. Yeah, yeah, and he scored 40 points in three quarters in one game. Yeah, too bad it didn't reflect in the in the wins and losses. They went 11 and 10. You went full retard, man. So he went full retard, and he was outed when his former high school coach. <laughs> so he was like in a tournament, right? He's, He's in a, a tournament. Yeah, and this dude goes, "Man, that guy looks familiar." Yeah, He's is like that a guy Sydney? It's like a kid I coached about eight years ago. Yeah, he looks like an older version of Sydney. Hey, Sydney. He no, turns Sydney. Around. He, he yeah. turns around. And he's like, yeah, oh, oh, oh. oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Rashawn. Rashawn. No, Sydney. So now, uh, Rashawn also was dating a 14-year-old. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's also to point which that is out. Like, wait, it's like, wait, wait. Time out. Okay. okay, which obviously, that's not funny. But That's not funny, but, but it's why like would all, you... Like, why would you choose a freshman? Why would you? Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you go with a freshman if you're a senior? You have like, a bunch of seniors, and you're balling on the high school team, which means you got all these girls coming at yeah. you. You're the offensive player of District 11 5A. Sydney why are and you Rashawn doing? are just messing up in all kind of ways. Sydney, <laughs> just... Sydney and Rashawn couldn't figure out what they were doing. Oh my goodness. And so now he uh, has been um, taken out of the team. Obviously, he's being prosecuted for fake, for like impersonating a student. Uh, obviously, they'll dig into the records of, you know, his girlfriend and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I tell you what, for nine months to ball out of control like that. City just lived, just lived he's it just up. dunking on yeah. dudes, but it's like, bro, your, your body's developed <laughs> into a man. This is literally man among boys basketball. Look, he's walking down the hallway just like, yo, that guy looks pretty yo. Wow, look at him. Yeah, I've been at the gym for like six more years and yeah. seven more years than you have. Oh my goodness gracious. So uh, that is our village idiot. And um, I really I really enjoyed that one because, is it right here? You went full retard, man. All right, Sydney, you went full retard. Never go full retard. You never go full retard. Never do that. All right, for uh, the cramps in my leg, uh, we appreciate, again, how you listen, when you listen, and where you listen. We can't thank you enough. We hope you enjoy the show. And uh, NFL next week. That, that's NFL what that sound was for. Next for week. Uh, Jabari's going to the Dominican Republic in two weeks, so we'll give you probably one more show next week. I'll eat more bananas and drink water, and I won't cramp up during the show. I'll eat some platanos fritos okay. in preparation for Dominican Republic. All right, so okay. you'll get your bowels ready to go. Uh, thank you again for listening. For all how you do listen, for, for Jabari, I am Sean, and we are out! <laughs> <laughs>